Welcome into the Focused on Fenway podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Locke. Sit back and relax as I update you on everything going on in the world of Red Sox baseball from Boston and beyond. Please be sure to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Focused on Fenway. You can also follow me on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome into another episode of Focused on Fenway. I'm your host, Daniel Locke. I cover the Red Sox for the Ocular Report. I study journalism at Auburn University. And also at Auburn, I serve as the co-sports director for the student-run radio station, Legal 91.1 FM. The series with the Red Sox just finished up against the Braves. Well, series, more like a set since it's just two. But it was not ideal. Um, Quite frankly, the team just got outmatched. We'll go over that. We'll go over the one game against the Orioles tonight. It's a makeup game. And then we will go over the three games against the Yankees. So just getting right into it. Game one. Um, Atlanta won this one 9-7. Rich Hill's on the mound for the Red Sox. He pitched four innings, allowed seven hits, four runs, one walk, and no strikeouts. Charlie Morton pitched for the Braves. He went for six innings. Um, allowing six hits, five runs, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Um, Derek Lee ended up with the win for the Braves on one one inning of work, no runs, one strikeout, no walks. Kyle Ort lost the game for the Red Sox, 1.2 innings of work, one earned run, no strikeouts, and one walk. And Tyler Matzik pitched, picked up the uh, save for the Braves in the bottom of the 11th inning, his first save of the year. With a one inning of work, no runs, two strikeouts. And this was a very exciting game down to the last, really the last minute. I I thought that the Red Sox had a decent chance of winning. I mean, obviously they didn't, but, you know, it, it was just a, it was a pretty competitive game. Um, Austin Riley got scoring started as he tripled deep to right in the top of the first inning, which scored Ronald Cunha Jr., Christian Arroyo put the Red Sox out in front in the bottom of the second as he hit a home run that also scored Alex Verdugo. In the top of the third inning, Austin Riley homered again, also scoring Dansby Swanson to put them up 3-2. And then Wilson Contreras tripled the deep right and scored Matt Olson. This put um, Boston, or excuse me, this put Atlanta up 4-2. Boston would start to strike back a little bit in the bottom of the third as Tommy Pham hit a home run to center to make it 4-3. In the bottom of the fourth, Christian Arroyo hit a double and Alex Verdugo scored. This tied up the game. In the bottom of the fifth inning, Jaron Duran hit a solo shot to put Boston up 5-4. Then in the top of the sixth, um, the Braves tied it as Michael Harris hit a double to deep center that scored Orlando Arcia. And in the top of the eighth inning, Dansby Swanson doubled to right, which scored Ronald Acuna Jr. and put the Braves up 6-5. In the bottom of the eighth, J.D. Martinez singled to score Xander Bogarts in the tie of the game. So this sent it to extras as no one scored in the ninth. So in the top of the 10th inning, Orlando Arcia doubled the left. Eddie Rosario scored, and Arcia ended up, uh, he got thrown out trying to stretch it into a triple. And then the bottom of the 10th, J.D. Martinez hit a sack fly to center to score Xander Bogarts, tied a game at 7. Then in the top of the 11th, Austin Riley singled the left, which allowed Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna to score. And that gave the Braves a 9-7 lead. And then Tyler Matzik came in and nailed down the save to um, win game one for the Braves. So, kind of moving on to game two. 
Nick Pavetta was on the mound for the Red Sox. He had six innings pitched, uh, five hits, three runs, two walks, and five strikeouts. Kai Wright was on the mound for the Braves. He also went for six innings, um, allowing six hits, one run, one walk, and five strikeouts. Kyle Wright would end up picking up the win for the Braves, and Nick Pavetta would end up picking up the loss. Um, so in the top, the fourth inning, Marcel Ozuna homered to center, which also scored Austin Riley and Eddie Rosario to put the Braves up 3 to nothing. The Red Sox made a little noise in the bottom of the fifth as Tommy Pham grounded into a double play, which allowed Bobby Dahlbeck to score. The Braves piled on some more in the top of the seventh as Grissom hit a homer to left center, which also scored Michael Harris. This was his first career home run when it sailed over to Green Monster, which was, you know, I have to admit, is impressive, even though it happened against the Red Sox. Then in the bottom of the seventh, um, the Red Sox made a pretty good push as Tom. As Tom Tommy Pham homer to center, which also scored Bobby Dahlbeck and Jalen Davis to make the score 5-4 Braves. But then in the top of the eighth, the Braves would take back control as Eddie Rosario doubled the center, scoring Matt Olson, And then Marcelo Zuna hit a sack fly to score uh, Wilson Contreras. And then in the top of the ninth, the Braves added on one more as Dansby Swanson singled to right, which scored that Grissom guy again. It's really bugging me that I didn't write down his first name. I apologize about that, but no disrespect taken from him at all. He's a very good kid, and I think he is going to have a bright, bright future in the MLB. He sure did tear up the Red Sox in that one game. And that is going to do it for the breakdown of the two-game set with the Braves. After this quick break, we will preview the game one against the Orioles, which is tonight, and then the series against the Yankees, which starts tomorrow. Are you a fan of mixed martial arts? If so, I have a place for you. Brawl Talk MMA is one of the best places to go for interviews with fighters, fight predictions, recaps, and so much more. Brawl Talk MMA is run by my good friend, Will Miller, and let me tell you, he is one of the best in the business. You can follow Brawl Talk on Instagram at Brawl Talk MMA and subscribe on YouTube. So kind of moving on with things here, after the um, losing both games to the Braves, the Red Sox currently sit at a record of 54-58. and 58. They are 17 games back in the American League East from the first place Yankees. They are five games back out of first place, which, or I mean, excuse me, fourth place, which um, that's where the Rays are now, um, tied with the Orioles. So, you know, really a lot of change going on in the AL East. Not much of it good for us. And looking at the wild card spot, the Red Sox are now five games back from the third spot, so... I'm just not feeling very optimistic at all about that at this point on the year. But moving on to tonight, the Red Sox are hosting the Baltimore Orioles at Fenway Park. This is a makeup game from earlier in the year. I'm not exactly sure when. I want to say April, maybe. That sounds right. Um, Josh Winkowski is on the mound for the Red Sox. His last timeout was against Kansas City last Friday. He pitched five innings, gave up five hits, one run. Um, two walks and struck out four. And on the Reds, uh, on the bump tonight for the Orioles is Dean Kramer. And his last uh, outing was also Friday against the Pittsburgh Pirates. He tossed 6.1 innings, giving up four hits, no runs, no walks, and two strikeouts. Definitely one of their better pitchers. And I'm excited for this one. Um, it'd be really good to just see the Red Sox just take something positive win a game to 
move them into this tough homestand against the New York Yankees, which um, game one is tomorrow, being Friday. Nathan Ovaldi is on the mound in game one. His last outing was Saturday against Kansas City. He pitched six innings, giving up seven hits, four runs, um, no walks, and seven strikeouts. Not a bad day at all. Domingo German is on the mound for the Yankees. His last outing was Saturday against the Cardinals. He pitched for five innings, giving up four hits, one run, and no walks, and striking out three. Definitely a really good pitcher, um, except for having a 5.09 ERA on the year isn't great. Additionally, Eovaldi has a 4.23 ERA. So moving into Game 2 against the Yankees, on the mound for the Red Sox is Cutter Crawford, who on the year is 3-4 with a 4.30 ERA, a 1.24 whip, 58.2 innings pitched, uh, 60 strikeouts and 19 walks. His last outing was on Sunday against Kansas City. He tossed 5 innings, giving up 5 hits, 5 runs, Two walks and four strikeouts. He's really come alive recently. He's been a lot better. His yearly ERA is still a little high. And um, Frankie Montas is on the mound for the Yankees. He is 4-9 on the year with a 3.59 ERA, a 1.18 whip, 107.2 innings pitched, 111 strikeouts, and 31 walks. And his last outing was Sunday against St. Louis. He only pitched for three innings, giving up five hits, six runs, uh, walking three, and striking out two. So it looks like the Red Sox are catching him at a good time when his stuff has not been as strong as it normally is. And moving on to Monday, or no, excuse me, moving on to Sunday. That's the last um, game of the series. Michael Washa is on the mound for the Red Sox. He is 6-1 on the year with a 2.69 ERA. A 1.11 whip, 70.1 innings pitched, 50 strikeouts, and 22 walks. His last timeout was um, June 28th versus the Toronto Blue Jays. He pitched five innings in that effort, giving up seven hits, four runs, walking three, and striking out two. Jameson Tellion is on the mound for the Yankees. He's 11-2 on the year with a 3.95 ERA, a 1.14 whip, 120.2 innings pitched, 114 hits, 104 strikeouts, and 24 walks. So, definitely not bad at all. His last outing was, excuse me, let me pull it up here. It was Monday against the Mariners. He tossed seven innings, giving up three hits, three runs, Three walks and striking out six. So he's definitely been hot recently. And I'm interested to see how the Red Sox deal with that. Three games, three tough pitchers. Then after that, you get a day off before taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates for a three-game set. So I'm interested to see how the Red Sox can do with this. They definitely have the capability to win. They've proven they can beat the Yankees. Just for the Red Sox, if wins don't start coming at a more frequent rate, we are in for some very rough times, and by that, I mean just completely being done for the year. But anyways, that is about all the time I have today. I apologize for the shorter episode. I'm in the process of getting ready to move back into college, so it is a very busy time. I will speak with you again on Monday. Between now and next time, go Sox.
thank you for listening to the Focus on Fenway podcast. I had a great time keeping you informed on everything going on with the Boston Red Sox. Please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Focus on Fenway. You can also follow me on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll speak with you soon.